simplistic way of looking at citizenship. For me, this is my perspective. You can tell me if if you guys agree. A somewhat naive and simplistic way of looking at CBI options would be having a table that says, well, this is the number of visa-free countries you're going to get. And therefore, because this country gives you more, automatically it ranks higher than ones that give you less. So what do you think of that ranking system? And and what do you think about Sinusha's uh, place in that overall spectrum, this whole thing about visa-free uh, travel options? So I think that trying to sell citizenship strictly based on differences in the visa-free options is a very simplistic way to look at it in that, to be honest with you, most of the Eastern Caribbean countries have almost the exact same visa-free access. So St. Lucia has 147 countries visa-free as of right now. I think the country with the most probably has either 154 or 156. Now, when you look at these differences, the countries which are there, you're probably never going to go to these countries. You know, I think for the most part, there's a core list of countries which people look at. So generally, the average person from, for example, maybe Syria or Pakistan, they're looking for visa-free access generally to Europe or the Schengen zone in Britain. And they're also looking for easier pathways to get in a U.S. visa. So most of the Caribbean islands, we are afforded 10-year U.S. visas. The process is fairly simple. While in some of these places, it may take them six months to a year to get a visa, which in some cases may last only six months and maybe a single entry. You know, I think for the most part, we offer the same core suite of countries, so to speak. I think different, a few countries have a few additional benefits. So there are countries which have visa free to China. So if you're a businessman and you're manufacturer, that's important for you, then obviously look at a country which has visa free to China. Some countries have visa free to Russia. So if that's a big part of your market, then you can look at that. For St. Lucia, what we have with some of the other islands we have is we have visa-free to Taiwan and a very strong relationship with Taiwan. So what we've seen is right now, a lot of Taiwanese citizens, they're interested in citizenship in St. Lucia because they're like, hey, St. Lucia and Taiwan have very strong diplomatic relations. Actually, our prime minister landed in Taiwan today, I believe, or yesterday, for his first official visit since assuming office. And Taiwan gives grants. They, there's a big embassy in St. Lucia. So that's what the benefit is for us. But these are, of course, niches which will not apply to everyone, you know. So, again, it's really looking at your personal circumstances. If you're just looking at generally the obvious, so Schengen zone, options to get a visa to the U.S., Canada, then you can really look at any option. While it's, whilst if you're looking at places like Taiwan, or China or Russia, then you probably want to be a bit more discerning from country to country. But apart from that, all of the islands, we have Hong Kong, we have Singapore, you know, so... There's not really many differences there. And I think that you need to, we all need to look deeper than that. And I think that's what, why we're also, our current marketing is beyond the passport. Because again, similarly to tourism, if you think of visa free, it's all just sun, sea and sand, you know? If you just look at it, you know, from a very macro perspective, we all have nice beaches, we're all island, it's sunny most of the year. You can sit on the beach and drink a pina colada, you know? It's really the same thing if you just look at it from that perspective. But when you zone in, for certain investors, there's going to be these little differences which will matter for some people, but it won't matter at all for many people. But, but, but Keith, post-pandemic and also um, after the sort of unrest and the change in the government in the U.S., we did see a difference in the profile of the applicants. And, and, and it, was not, it was not at its core um, what would historically be a, a sort of a visa unrestricted access um, consideration. We, we saw a lot of that, and I think we're still seeing quite a bit of that. Yeah. So at one point, more than 30% of our onboarded clients were either Americans living in the U.S. 
or persons who may be American, but they live in Malaysia or Hong Kong or expats who, you know, with the pandemic and with all the unrest in the U.S., they found that being simply an American citizen was not beneficial. I think at one point in regard to travel, a U.S. passport would probably get you to less places than a St. Lucian passport and to passports which have very low rankings in the world. You know, so I think that was a real eye opener for people. And then I think at that point also, not only was there unrest, but you had all this talk about wealth taxes, you know, because of the pandemic. And then people were like, hey, if I don't want, if I, I don't need to live in the US because now I'm working from home, I can live anywhere. I'm still as productive working from home. Maybe I worked for a few months in Asia. I want to stay here. It's cheaper for me to stay anywhere, enjoy this standard of living and this lifestyle more than the US. Why go back? You know? And I think at that point, what you saw is they had a record number of renunciations in the US. And I think the last two years, that's just increased. And they, they think it's going to keep increasing because the pandemic really opened people's eyes. Because now you're not just focused on work, you're seeing, you know, people started looking at things differently. So before the pandemic, very rarely would you see Americans, Europeans even thinking about citizenship by investment. And now we have quite a bit. We have lots of Germans. We have quite a few French people. We actually have some American clients who came to St. Lucia on Friday, where I should be meeting tomorrow. So I think we've really seen that shift since the pandemic. And visa-free has really not been much of an issue because these people already have visa-free as well. You see, and Darren, that's, that's where, that's where the, adopting the territorial-based model of taxation really helps. Because we have such good livability, strong infrastructure, like with the internet, for example, and also, um, you know, having, we, we have an international school based on the Canadian model, and, and also having a lot of the facilities and amenities. Um, what we've found um, is that because there is no taxation on the foreign source income, that people figure, you know, it's a really good option for them to work virtually. And we've had quite a few, quite a few people moving their families down here and, and, and sort of living, living the Caribbean lifestyle, if you like, without having, without having to pay the taxes and so on. So, you, you know, it, as I said, the value proposition, and that's what the pandemic actually did help us in that regard, because it opened up a lot of people's eyes. They wanted an alternative, less risky alternative, um, that, that that would facilitate you know a, a good lifestyle and a good quality of life because obviously you're not going to compare with the standard of living you, you you can but it's going to be a lot more expensive but a very good quality of life while still maintaining the ability to earn and and not be not not be faced with with, with additional taxes so i mean that, that was that, that was pretty interesting and as i said more and more people are recognizing that because of our our strong political um you know, sort of stability over, over 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 the entire period of our independence. They're seeing it based on all the uncertainty that's going on in the world. And if you like, what if if you have to adopt, you know, Russia's stance as a proxy war in in, in Ukraine and all the rest, they're seeing this as a pretty safe place to be. You know, we're we're very small, so nobody's paying any attention to us. Um, you know, apart from the waves battering on the on the beaches and the cliffs. But I mean, and 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 that seems to be what the profile of of the applicants and the and the interested parties are now. Yeah, I think the two points that kind of like popped out from what you guys were saying. First of all, the internet. So that is something, I mean, that cannot be overemphasized. So many jurisdictions, you know, you may take it for granted where you are in North America and Europe, but a lot of jurisdictions have internet connectivity issues, including certain Caribbean islands, including the UAE, because as anyone who's lived in the UAE, like I have, 
there's a huge problem with VPNs. So certain American platforms that you take for granted, like WhatsApp and stuff, they're really hard to use without a VPN. And even with the VPN, it's a, it's like a moving target. You're playing cat and mouse with the government. So I, you know, I had a client who was going to move to the UAE, but because she runs an IT uh, company, she didn't move because she needs unencumbered access to certain US platforms, which you can get. So that, that, that internet piece is, is super important. And then the other the other point that you guys raise is a you know a lot came out of the, the recent pandemic. You know, before many people, their plan B from North America was uh Australia and New Zealand. And then you had a situation, I remember the hiding pandemic, you had like half a million Australian citizens who could not return to Australia or who couldn't leave Australia. So the borders closed. New Zealand never fully closed, but it was still not easy to get in and out. So suddenly for people who, for whom that was their plan B, their plan B was taken away from them because they couldn't go or they couldn't come or whatever the situation is. So what I think the new plan B is to have multiple plan Bs, <laughs> basically given, you know, the uncertainty, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the next time because we live in an uncertain world. And this, I think only someone who's naive thinks that this could not happen again in May. And you want the ability to, to move, you know, if things get too uncomfortable, if you're liking in whichever jurisdiction you are, you want the alternative. You want to go somewhere else and, and perhaps enjoy a little bit more space during the, the lockdown or, or whatever and uh, a more scenic view, access to nature, fresh air, things like that. So yeah, it, it, things have, have really i think perspectives have changed and the whole narrative around uh, uh second citizenships and, and residencies has evolved as a result of what we all experience now so if you're a six seven or eight figure investor entrepreneur or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals we can help you achieve the international lifestyle the freedom and even the tax savings you're looking for Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.